0: Do you believe in trap games? And is this a trap game coming up? Are the 49ers really for real? And say it with me. RW3MVP. What's going on, twelves? This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk, and thank you for joining me on this Week Six edition of Short Yardage. And I am I'm just now coming off of the high that I've been riding off of that uh, that win on Thursday night uh, last Thursday against the the Rams. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk now. You know about whether or not Seattle should have won the game or You know, this and that and the other There's always going to be everyone getting out there saying this and saying the other thing that Seattle didn't win the game. They just, you know, they they got lucky. And there's always arguments on both sides of that, right? Like, okay, so Seattle had an opportunity to ice the game with the ball in their hand um, and failed to do it. Um, And it ended up, you know, obviously Greg the leg uh, pushing the kick right. And, you know, we win. Um, but does that mean that we didn't win the game? Does that mean you know that we just got lucky? No, I mean, if if that's the case, then everything you do, everything that you that the, that the other team fails at, just means you got lucky. No, it, it it it's all a culmination of things. It's all a culmination of things. If the Rams had done a little bit more during the game, then it wouldn't have come down to a field goal to win it in the end. Um, you know, I it's it's all it's a culmination of things. So you can't sit there and say somebody just got lucky. It's not. It has nothing to do with luck. They had an opportunity. They failed at it. That means everything that we did to put us in the position to be ahead with them in that situation is what won the game for us. That's it. That's it. So I'm still riding high off that. The Seahawks are four and one, looking really good in what is looking like it might be the NFL uh, NFL's uh, strongest division. Um, and uh, things, I mean, and and we got a, a favorable schedule, I think, moving forward. You know, we got a couple of tough games. But I think the, the groundwork is really being laid out for us to finish this season um, with a lot of wins. Um, But do you believe in trap games? Is this game on Sunday morning, 10 a.m., In Cleveland, a trap game. It's a trap, right? It could be a trap game. Um, I look at this game uh, as a dangerous game. Number one, Seattle traveling across the country. Um, You know, I I, I always reference the fact that that the Seahawks have historically not been a great traveling team. Um, But if you look at it, um, if you just look at even the Pete Carroll era, we've gotten consistently better. Um, you know, traveling, um, you know, and and that and not just talking about when we were thirteen and three. I mean, come on, of course. But I mean, just if you look at it on the whole, uh, our our the way we play when traveling across the country, East Coast games, um, you know, early early kickoffs we we were bad for a while and historically we've been bad but in the last in the recent you know 10 years i think we've got consistently better at it um uh and and can you we can almost can we stop saying it can we can we stop saying that the seahawks don't uh you know play great on the other side of the country anymore um do we have I mean do we have to do we have to keep saying it I remember a couple of years ago we went over to New England uh went into Foxborough and beat the Patriots on their turf. You know we just went to Pittsburgh and won this year. Um you know we're 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 pulling off games that we that we still have a bad taste in our mouth about um you know where where we would lose these types of games. I remember so many years ago uh a game in Miami. We were playing a team that, that, was, that was no good, but we went down there and lost. That was the game where the sprinklers turned on in the middle of the game. If you guys might remember that. Um, I remember years ago going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars when they were terrible and gave up a game to them. Um, you know, these are, these are memories that have just been imprinted in my, in my mind over many years. Anytime we've got to travel far east, um, we end up in a situation. But this game... Is you know, I, as much as I'd like to think that we're just gonna ride that this is gonna ride the way it's trending, um, it might turn. It might it might do a complete and total about face. You've got the Seahawks who just came off a huge win against the St. Louis Rams. Um, you know where I mean a, a must-win game really with with the way that this um division is shaping up. You know, that's a must-win game. Right now, Seattle's in the best position in this division because they are 2-0 and in division matchups. We, we're, we're, we're truly in a better position than the 49ers and the Rams because we have two division wins already. As soon as the 49ers lose one game, assuming we don't lose one too, uh, uh, we, we, we take over first place in the division as soon as the Niners drop one game. And the Niners got the Rams this weekend. So as much as I hate to say it, I'm actually rooting for the Rams to go ahead and and bring the uh bring the uh the the Niners down just one notch and then we go ahead and beat these Browns and we are then first place in the NFC West. But before we get there, we got to deal with the fact that we just had a, a super high emotion um uh gut-wrenching um you know just crazy victory at the clink um, against these Rams um with a heart stopping finish. Um you know pulses and emotions ran high, so on and so forth. And you and we had the long break. And so do you do you valley after you peak on a game like that? I you gotta say there's at least a possibility That after such a peak, you might valley a bit, right? Um, And then you look at the Browns who just got throttled by the 49ers. I mean, just a a game that was... I I was counting on this scenario that I just explained where uh, the Niners finally get their first loss and we take over first place in the division. I was counting on that happening uh, on Monday, that I, I I completely and totally assumed that that was going to be the case when I went to work on Tuesday morning and I was going to walk in there, you know, just with the with the most the most ridiculous grin on my face. And that didn't happen. The 49ers went out there and ran rough sod all over the Cleveland Browns. And that was I mean, what a poor showing by the Browns I, I, by the, by the time it was midway through the third quarter. I, I saw the Browns. I mean, it, it looked like they were just quitting on plays. Baker Mayfield looked terrible. Um, it, you know, I mean, and even when Odell Beckham tried to do something that maybe spark up the team, he fumbled the ball on a punt return. I mean, it was just an ugly, ugly game. And I believe, what I truly believe is that the Browns run the risk of tanking the rest of this season. Maybe not on purpose, just but just it falling the wheels falling off. The wheel's just falling off. The, the Browns really might just, you know, uh, what do you call it? You know, tailspin or, or, you know, just just spiral out of control this season. Um, because a lot of high hopes uh, coming in. You know, they played well early. They had a big win against the Titans, I believe. Um, and then, uh, uh, then later on against the uh, the Ravens. Where it's like, okay, these Browns are really for real. But then, you know, this game against the 49ers was just unreal, unreal. So they got shellacked. So if you are the kind of person who, you know, expects opposites to happen after such, you know, when when something is so um, far gone in one direction, is it going to swing and come back? Seahawks had a super high intensity, high emotional win on our end. And the Browns just had a super dismal, uh, 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 you know, unimpressive, just sad loss on their end. And is that gonna when that meets in the middle? What's it gonna be? More is I mean, do Seattle, does Seattle go in and just walk over the uh, the Browns like the Niners did, or do we kind of forget where we came from a little bit and the Browns come out there with reckless abandonment and? You know, and Baker Mayfield goes out there and hits uh, Odell Beckham Jr. for, you know, a few big plays. And next thing you know, we're behind the eight ball against a team that we should be, you know, running all over. We, we've already shown this season that teams that we're obviously better than, we're, we, we will allow them to take us down to the wire. So, you know, are we going to turn the corner? Can the Seahawks turn a corner this week in Cleveland and show that when they go up against a team that they are just simply better than, or at least we we think that they're better than? Can they go in there and just control the game from start to finish and beat up on a bad team? Can we go beat up on a bad team? You're supposed to be able to beat up on bad teams. Can we do that on Sunday? Is the is really the question? Um, Baker Mayfield. Is uh has four touchdowns to eight interceptions. I have to imagine that in this game, we go in um with the same the same philosophy we've we've shown all season long thus far, which is base four three set, um concentrate on the run and make Baker Mayfield beat us, which he has shown so far this year that he's he doesn't really have the propensity to, to do against any type of decent defense. And Seattle has at least a decent defense. Um, where's Odell Beckham been? Odell Beckham had a great showing. I believe it was week two, um, week, week one with an honorable mention to week one. And then ever since then, um, uh, he's been really nothing. I got Odell Beckham on my fantasy team. And the only reason I haven't dropped him is because he's Odell Beckham. But he's done nothing since week two. And nothing at all in games uh in games uh, in week four and five. I mean nothing. I think he had two catches the last two weeks and in, in two catches each in last in each of the last two weeks. So the Browns really look like they might just be they might be in turmoil. Um, so we've got to take advantage of that. We cannot go into that game and 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 mess around. You know, we've got to, you know, there's blood in the water in Cleveland. We've got to go out there and eat. Now. To this subject that I just still cannot wrap my head around because I, I, I honestly still don't believe it. I still am not on board. I'm not buying. I'm selling hard on the San Francisco 49ers. They are undefeated it's impossible right the 4-0 San Francisco 49ers i don't care who they've played i don't care what the what the the, the condition of of their uh you know their opponents they've played is they're 4-0 there there's no way the 49ers can be 4-0 but they are they are in first place in our NFC West division um and they made a statement by just completely beating up on the Cleveland Browns. They made a true statement. Richard Sherman Richard Sherman got a pick. You know, it's amazing. It's like, wow, okay. This defense in San Francisco looks like it's looks like it's good. They look like they have a strong running game. Uh they got a quarterback who can you can who can seemingly, you know, manage the game well. It sounds a little bit um uh, like a situation that, you know, not unlike what we had um, so many years ago, um, it's just, it's just hard for me to really wrap my head around it. You know, now that all being said, you do have to, you do still have to recognize the fact that the teams of 49ers have beaten. Okay. The 49ers have beaten the Bucks, the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Browns. Now I know. Look, you can only play the people on your schedule. You can't make up your own schedule, so you gotta beat who you play. You can only play who you play, and your job is still to beat them. But Bucks two and three, Bengals zero oh and four, Steelers one and four, Browns two and three. That's a that's a combined opponent record of five wins to fourteen losses. Okay, so there really isn't, um, you know. Is there a lot to hang your hat on? No, except for the fact that you're playing these other NFL teams. And it's any given Sunday and, you know, all those other cliches. The 49ers are 4-0. You got to accept it. You got to accept it. Um, and, yeah, it's 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 tough. Are the Niners for real? Are the Niners for real? I went into this season knowing that my Seahawks really only had to deal with the um, St. Louis Rams. We got to figure out how to beat the Rams. Well, now it seems like we may have to figure out how to beat the 49ers. We'll see what happens in this Saints-Rams game. Excuse me, in this uh, Niners-Rams game. Um, If we see a return to normality, if the Rams go ahead and just beat up on the Niners, then I think we'll, we'll see. Okay. All right. The Niners are just the third best team in a really good division, which is why they were able to beat up on some you know some pretty bad teams um over the first 4 weeks uh of their of their schedule but if the niners go out there and they if they even if they even you know just keep pace with the rams um that's going to raise more questions so i'm really looking forward to seeing what these 49ers are going to do um they just lost uh their their great fullback uh uh what's his name Yuschev, uh, I think he has an ACL sprain or something like that, so he's out for a number of weeks. Um, he'll be back this season, but um, he he's he's uh, instrumental in 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 their ability to run the football, um, and uh, and he and he catches the ball at the backfield. He's I mean a great player. Um, they they well, I'm not going to go too deep on the 49ers because it's not 49ers week, but uh, there'll be more to, to be said about the 49ers. and let's just let's just breach this conversation here because um i am sick and tired of it i am sick and tired of it i won't i, I stands all i can stands and i just can't stands no more that the notion that russell wilson is not elite russell wilson is the clear MVP front runner right now. And I know we're only going in to week six. Can you believe it's already week six? Gosh, it's week six already. I feel like the season just started. It's already week six. We're we we're already almost halfway through the season. That's crazy. I wait all off season for football to get back and then as soon as it starts it's already over it's already almost over this is this is it's the worst but russell wilson i think he has 12 touchdowns no interceptions um he's thrown for uh, a little over 1400 yards 12, 12 touchdowns no picks 126.3 passer rating now everybody wants to just hand it over to may Holmes because he's great and he is but what is Russell doing? If you ask anyone, okay, here, here's Russell Wilson's career. He shows up. He beats out who was supposed to be the Seahawks' big money starter. They paid, they paid all this money for a guy named Matt Flynn who sat behind um, Aaron Rodgers. And it was believed that Matt Flynn, um, given his pedigree, was poised to, um, to, to, to do big things as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, that didn't work out. Matt Flynn ended up going to the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken, and fizzled out rather quickly. Thank goodness we didn't have to deal with that, right? Russell Wilson came in and took the job from the guy we just paid all this money to before the season even started. I think it was that Kansas City game in the preseason in 2012 that, that really was like, dude, this kid, this kid can play. Kansas City preseason game. Um... He just he just came in and, and, and took a job that he was you know never supposed to get. He just he just came in and I think won uh eleven games in his first season and took his team to the divisional round um and then led them uh to a nearly to a comeback victory um in Atlanta, uh just falling short. And then and then all but predicted what happened the following year. In his second season, taking the Seattle Seahawks to the Super Bowl, now the pundits, you know, all of the naysayers will say, oh, it wasn't Russell Wilson. It was Marshawn Lynch. It was the Legion of Boom. Russell Wilson was just a fortunate benefactor of all this and all that. Yeah, look, the Seahawks had a great defense. The Seahawks had a beast of a running back and a great blocking offensive line, a running blocking offensive line. They had all those things, but I have always, I have always said the same exact thing. And anybody else, anybody out there who knows me and who's ever talked to me about this knows that I've said the same exact thing the entire time. It is the reason we get there is because of Russell Wilson, the defense, of course, Marshawn Lynch, of course. But if you take, if you just take those three elements, okay, take the three elements, and those elements being Russell Wilson element number one, Marshawn Lynch, element number two, and then the whole Legion of Boom, or just say the Seattle defense, element number three, all right? Now let's just pretend those elements are interchangeable. You, I, 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 okay, declare that you could remove, if you can remove either one of those elements and replace it with something else that was active in in the league during that time, okay? If you remove Marshawn Lynch and put another running back in there. I think we still get pretty close to where we we were. If you remove the Legion of Boom and put some other defense that was in the league during that period of time, I believe we still get at least pretty close to where we were. Maybe not exactly, but at least pretty close. But if you remove Russell Wilson from that equation and you put any other quarterback in that situation, another quarterback that was active during that period, in that situation, you don't get nearly as far. I don't care if you put Aaron Rodgers back there, you don't get nearly as far. That situation came to be just perfectly. Russell Wilson playing the way that he does, it's the things that Russell does with his mind, and I mean with his brain, with his intelligence that are just as important, if not more important, than the things he does with his physical self, with his legs and with his arm. It's the the things that Russell doesn't do. I said many times that Russell Wilson's greatest plays are the ones you never see on ESPN. The ones you never hear talked about. Russell Wilson's greatest plays are the ones that never get replayed. That's why we got there. And then you add on the ones that he does where he just looks like a complete and total freak magician out there. And that takes you to the Super Bowl in 2013. Now, that, that's, that's, that's how the equation comes together. You remove Russell Wilson, we don't get nearly as far. You get a, great, you get a, a, a good defense, a great defense that probably probably still puts up great numbers, but, but loses in the first round of the playoffs. Or you have a running back named Marshawn Lynch who gets great numbers and scores a lot of touchdowns, but loses in the first round of the playoffs. If we get there. Russell Wilson is the catalyst. Okay. Without Russell Wilson, the the chemical reaction never happens. I'm telling you. And now. And and, and dur- during all this time, Russell Wilson's never getting his fair shake. It's always something else. It's always something else. Now, all that's gone. Marshawn Lynch has been gone. Legion of Boom is gone. The team now rests on Russell Wilson. And, you know, uh, even Skip Bayless went out there and said, that Russell Wilson is just a benefactor of a great running game. I give me a break, Skip Bayless. I don't know how Shannon Sharp doesn't just just I mean just throw his notes up in the air when he sits there arguing with Skip Bayless. Because Skip Bayless I, what Chris Carson? Oh now Chris Carson is what Marshawn Lynch? And I'm not this that's not a diss to Chris Carson at all. I'm simply saying that the whole the only reason that that Russell Wilson was able to do what he did was because we have Marshawn Lynch. Right, So when Marshawn Lynch left, it was like, oh, the Seahawks are going to be terrible. Remember last season, the Seahawks were only supposed to win four games because we apparently didn't have a running game. We apparently didn't have this, you know, didn't have that. All we, all we ended up doing was having a defense that, that showed up surprisingly and, and, and played quite well, all things considered. And had the best running uh, and, and, and unfortunately, just, you know, fortunately had a, <laughs> a number one rushing attack, team rushing attack. But that wasn't supposed to happen. This team is Russell Wilson's now. And right now, this team, Russell Wilson's team, Russell Wilson is the most efficient quarterback on the field. Out of 32 teams and 30-some-odd starting quarterbacks now with injuries, Russell Wilson is the most efficient. He doesn't have the most yards, but he's got the most touchdowns. he got the best completion percentage and the best quarterback rating. That means that even if Russell only goes out there and throws the ball 19 times, he makes the very best of each and every one of those times he goes out there and throws the football. He's efficient. He's accurate with precision. The guy is the MVP of the league at this moment. And if it doesn't change and they don't give it to him, I'm telling you, there needs to be an investigation launched. Give the guy his fair shake. So. That's a. I think that's. I think what are we at? What are we at? The 20. 26 minute mark here. So I think that's a long enough. uh, Windbag and and rant for this uh, episode of short yardage. Uh, We'll probably get on here for the day before to. To. Iron out a few more details about this upcoming game against the Browns. I'm sure some news will turn up between now and then. Uh, hey, don't forget to check us out. Um, Seattle Sports Union. Uh, SeattleSportsUnion.com on the web. At Seattle Sports U on Twitter. At Seattle Sports Union um, on Facebook. And Seattle Sports Union on YouTube, uh, myself, Abraham DeWeese, and the rest of the gang. Check us out for our unlicensed professional opinions about all things Seahawks and um, uh, other Seattle sports. Um, uh, make sure you go and subscribe to this podcast, Short Yardage, the website, shortyardage.podbean.com. Add the RSS feed to your favorite podcast app, like Apple Podcasts, and stay tuned. Uh, I will be checking in again more sooner than later. This is Robert English signing off. Go Hawks.